Okay, Jonathan, give me some sound. Peter Piper pecked a peck of pickles. Where did he put them? Don't know, but I thought it was peppers. <laughs> the pickles works too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Where'd he put them? <laughs> Somewhere that's probably not appropriate. No. Okay, you're the one who asked the question. I, I, just, I don't know the answers. Hi, this is Don Haran, author of Slugline, and you're listening to Comic Pop Library. of Comic Pop License to Read, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard, along with... Jonathan. And Logan. And in today's episode, we are going to be looking at James Patterson with Gabriel Cabernet's Crazy House. And this... Gabriel's last name, I hope I pronounced that right for you. This is an early 2017 book, and this is one that Jonathan wanted to talk about because he enjoyed it, so Logan and I read it. So, Jonathan, we'll let you start it off for us. There were no, there were no charges. There was no trial. There will be no escape. 17-year-old Becca Greenfield was snatched from her small hometown. She was thrown into a maximum security prison and put on death row with other kids her age. Until her execution, Becca's told to fit in and shut her mouth. But Becca's never been very good at either. Her sister Cassie was always a perfect twin. Becca's only hope is that her twin sister will find her. That perfect little Pris, Cassie, will stop following the rules and start breaking them before it's too late. Because her jailers made a mistake that could get them both killed. They took the wrong twin. Dun 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 and go. And go, it's your buddy. Um, so like it said, it, it's about these two twin grills. The grills? Two twin grills. Yummy. Who wants steak? <laughs> <laughs> We're not barbecuing tonight, even though I haven't eaten yet. But. Dang. <laughs> grills are pretty inedible, even if you can cook food on yeah. them. Alright, so it's about these two uh, t- twin girls. One of them is basically a badass. The other one is the one who's always following the rules and doesn't like it when, you know, her sister breaks the rules and she has to clean up her sister's mess. And it's just interesting. Um, Apparently, they live in this society that if you badmouth or if you fight or if you argue, 
you, you end up getting taken away and get kind of, I don't know, the best way to uh, put it talking is... talking about the mental adjustments? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Adjustments, yeah. I was going to say the best way to put it is kind of like brainwashed to where yeah. you're, to where you're pretty much yourself. nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then because their mother was the one who... Had one of them. Was one of the ones who was taken away and got her... Well, she was never a turn, actually. She was taken away. She was taken away. Nothing. Boom. Yeah. But they said... Strep was her for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) With how she was acting to them, I actually thought Strep might be their mom for a fair amount of time. We'll we'll get into Miss Strep after a while, but that's an interesting concept. That that could be kind of cool. I never thought Well, you know, like... Let's get back to that when we get to her, okay? That's that's cool concept. Um, Because their mother was taken away, their dad attempted suicide and he didn't quite do a complete job. Do a complete yeah. job. So he's been uh, coma, in comatose vegetative and, state. Yeah, in a vegetative state. And um, both Cassie and Becca go and visit him. Cassie more than Becca. Mm-hmm. But they go and visit him and um, Cassie talks to him and he's not really her voice of reason, but it's kind of like a calmness for her. I guess because he's in a comatose state, she can talk to him and it just tends to calm her down. Through in the society that they're kind of in kind of groups, the cities don't really communicate with each other. No. They're just kind of caught right in there You remember well. the districts? The districts is similar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, these ones are so. cells. So, yeah, that's where the cells are coming from. That's And and okay. each cell has a different proctor or... Right. Provost? Provost. Kind of like a mayor. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a... And like each cell actually really doesn't get along with each other because when they met other people from the other cells, they were not really particularly friendly to them. Who are you? Right. You can tell that each cell are separated and each cell are, I don't know if it's like the way that they interact, but each cell doesn't like, like they don't get along. So I'm not sure if they actually have grudges against each other's cell. They just Just don't communicate. Don't like outsiders at all. We are our community. Anybody. Well, and then even with, even within the cell, the provost is kind of like, you cannot communicate with, you know, other cells. We are a cell among each other and this is who we protect. We don't worry about the other cells. That is us. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's, so, and it's a really totalitarian type society. It's right. It's mm-hmm. do stuff our way or like Jonathan said, you get taken away to be adjusted or as we find out with this one, not just adjustments, but the, death the main thing of this, uh, like he was reading on the back, is the death row. Crazy house. Yeah, crazy house. Yeah. The title. So go into what's going on at the crazy house. Okay, so at the crazy house, when when Becca gets captured, she meets, um, crap. A couple kids. No. And Strep. Strep, there we go. She meets Miss Strep for the first time, and naturally she gets mouthy with Miss Strep, and Miss Strep has to kind of, uh, slap her a couple of times yep. and put her in her place, and, um, automatically she gets put into a ring, and she sees all these kids in different colored, uh, jumpsuits, and they're not really cheering they're just watching just watching watching things. they're yeah. quiet because they know what's gonna happen if you know the loser loses well she gets put up against this humongous dude he gets her butt whooped I mean she gets it whooped bad oh yeah true and then she gets put in this classroom to test her knowledge mm-hmm. but she doesn't and get killed and she doesn't get killed no supposedly if you don't win if you don't die in the ring you are executed right but I think mm-hmm. I don't know if the first go around it's just they don't don't. They're just put in their place, and then after that, maybe right. That's when the because right after I'm that. not sure 
if it actually mentioned that fights alone were enough to execute you because I think it might be a mixture of both the fights and the and, tests because they right. mentioned that the tests are oh. used to because the tests are used to, to yeah. right but um but thanks Logan I lost my train Tim was the person she went up against which is the first the person she went to yeah he was one of the guards he was and, a uh, younger guard kind of mm-hmm. I don't even know if he was 20 19-ish 20 somewhere in there probably so he wasn't much older than her I think she said she was he was 19 somewhere not much yeah. older though anyway she went up against Tim and then she went into the classroom shook her hands with Tim and then started doing the test and then during the test she decided to challenge Strep again and Strep beat the crap out of her uh. and sent her to the hospital section okay I can't think of what it's called but Close anyway <laughs> yeah um medical ward yeah and in the medical ward she was having sharp uh, pains in her stomach and then she passes out and then when she wakes up they're like well did you know you were pregnant you had an abortion and she goes I was reason, what for some reason I thought the abortion happened while she was around the other kids mm. pretty sure don't think the kids it, it happened fairly early yeah, and in the book, and it yeah, was, I agree that I'm pretty sure it was right after Strep beat her the, the other second kids time. Weren't in there. Hmm. Yeah, the other kids weren't. They she were, hadn't even met the other kids yet. Jail cells still. Mm-hmm. Uh, For some reason, I was remembering it as happening during one of the executions, the first or second one, one of which she had no clue who the person was. But yeah, I couldn't. Tell not you. sure. But I know with the fights, one of the things that John skipped over was after the fights, they don't just shake hands; they get put in the same room right. together for. For so ever long, 30 minutes or whatever, four hours, I don't, can't remember. And they have to sit there and just look at each other and they've just basically beaten themselves to mm-hmm. a pulp. And yep. So that was kind of a unique aspect of the fight. But yeah, she goes to the medical ward. Uh, she does lose her baby. And so we'll take off from there. I just wanted to jump back and give that little bit of uniqueness after the fight. And then we skip from that part to actually Cassie, who's looking for Becca because Becca took her precious truck, yep. which is what she had left of her dad. And so she's looking for her and she finds out that there's a group of people who are not really trying to overthrow the cell they're more of troublemakers and they're called the outsiders and apparently Becca was one of them yes Becca was one of them <laughs> and of course badass yeah. Becca would be part of them well before uh, she even found out about the outsiders Cassie threatened to kill a guy so <laughs> <laughs> she was an outsider I remember that. she was an outsider. Yeah. We find out more about them as the book goes on. Uh, we find out basically the leader is Nate and I don't I don't know if we want to really say who he's related to well I mean but he comes into it and he eventually gets put into this jail type system too yeah though he tries to break in because he's trying to find well Cassie Cassie's trying to find Becca Becca. and in the process she gets captured she gets taken and she started Nate was helping her try to find Becca right and then in turn she disappeared she he started looking harder and then he got taken yep and see so when she starts looking for becca she starts looking at all the people that becca has interacted up with and one of them is harrison harrison is one of their teachers and cassie knows what harrison did to becca i'm not sure but 
I think it mentioned he tried to do it to her and it, she managed to. Uh, yeah, she managed get to get away. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Thought so. Um, yeah, Jonathan, with what he did to Becca. So, in the process of looking for Becca, she goes and confronts him and he says that he hasn't seen her and she pretty much threatens him and then she leaves with well, giving him a black eye on the way out. Right. And after that, apparently, we learn some more about. There's all kinds of noise going on over back there, but I'm ignoring it. No, you aren't. Keep going. Um, Put your headphones on, then you won't hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no, you still will, but... Yeah. What was the lady's name? Strep. So, apparently, Strep also knew Harrison, because right after... Cassie got thrown. Cassie... Uh, Strep appeared and decided... Yeah. yeah no. After Cassie confronted him, Strep went and confronted him, and, like, when he first saw her, he was really, really surprised, and then she shot him, and she goes, this was for Becca, and for me, and for however other many girls that you raped. Yep. Which means and Strep came from that same cell. Yep, basically. Right. True. We'll get to your point here in a moment. <laughs> well, Logan. Keep going. Let's talk about Logan's point. Okay. Because <laughs> shift to Logan's point about Miss Strep. Go for it. Strep's interludes in the first section of the book, especially how she talks about Rebecca and Cassie. I can't remember if that's short for anything. When she's not around the prisoners, makes it sound like she actually has a particular investment in them and at the very least I kind of thought she might be their mom for a fair bit of it and, and not sure I, would, it. I would say I would go with that except for I, I don't know how old the them. girls were when she yeah. left I'd have to go back and reread that section I, I don't but think they really a give a cool concept I mean, I don't remember them giving an age when they took her. I, I can see a little bit where Logan is coming from it. Because, yeah. you know, at the end, she did, like, kind of treat them, you know, with a little bit more respect and dignity than what she did throughout the whole book. Sure. So I can see where Logan's coming from it. But in another aspect, I think that the reason why she was showing them that respect and dignity was because they were the first two to escape from the crazy house. Oh, no, I'm talking about even before that one because Rebecca living was entirely her pushing for it because they didn't um, mean to capture Rebecca at all. Well, yeah, that's true yeah. too. So there's different points throughout where yeah, it, it makes it, you bring up some good points and I will have to agree that if they, I'm sure this is going to be a series because Patterson is pretty famous for doing series. <laughs> yeah, well, and and This I mean, is a point the, that they could actually investigate and explore because like I said, they don't really say in the book that to my remembrance of how the girls were when the mom was taken away. So so yeah. I don't know if they, if it was their mother, if they would know her or not. Right. That yeah. is the key thing that that concept hinges on. And you know, yeah. and it seems a bit fishy given that she apparently but, went through one of the prisons. The too, thing is, so. is I've, mm-hmm. I've got to ask, and you know, I've got to ask both of you, mm-hmm. how old do we think that strep really is? Because if Harrison raped her, how old was Harrison? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't remember how old they said Harrison was, but I was thinking of an older gentleman probably around his 50s and that means strep i was thinking was around 30s late well, 20s I mean, early 30s because didn't they describe her as a gray-haired the girls are 17-ish aren't they i would say 16 17 yeah Let's see. pretty sure they say 17 but i don't sure. know ages i just that's my precept of what i pictured him as yeah it was around 17 
niche. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, just by reading it and what I was picturing in my head, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that, that's a possibility. But even if she is, because she could be gray-haired. Oh, okay, never mind. I was wrong. Brown hair, coiled on okay. top of her head. So, to me, I saw her, like I said, late 20s, early 30s to mid-30s at most, which would be about, could be about that. It depended on how early she was married and she had kids. Mm-hmm. That would work out time frame-wise. So, it's an interesting concept that I'm kind of like, and that would be a cool twist, but I don't know what the next book is going to bring about. But, yeah, yeah, it's definitely neat. There is another bit of her character that might mean that it wouldn't be able to happen, but not sure. Well, we can't really go into the end because that kind of spins the whole thing. And yeah. Do that. But we did mention, you know, that they did escape. Jonathan mentioned that from the crazy house, but they meet this little kid in there, a little boy that comes in with Nate. And Literally they are actually trying to find their way in and Nate brings them along and they get into the compound and then they get captured, which is like, duh. Yeah. And then this kid helps them get out after several other scenes and some fight scenes and Nate gets a broken leg and all this other good stuff. Yeah, because apparently the crazy house actually used to be a crazy house. (laughs) (laughs) So It was one of those where they go through one of the things I hate to watch on TV and I hate to read in a book. They're going through tunnels that are kind of tight and they got to squeeze through and I'm just a tad bit claustrophobic. Not overly sensitive, but a tad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I come to find out his father dug those tunnels. Right. Yeah. But they never gave his name. No, they didn't. And it's funny because Daniel, Nate, was crawling through those tunnels with a broken leg. So, I mean, (laughs) that tells you what kind of determination these kids had to escape from this place. Yeah, because they were getting beat regularly. They were getting into the ring fairly regular. And, you know, when Nate almost gave up, but then Cassie wouldn't let him. Yeah. Cassie was like, if you give up, you won't get to see pretty well, much the goodies. Oh. No, it was, <laughs> if we get, when we get out of here, I'm going to make out with you. If you don't, I am going to kick your ass whether you're alive or dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's you know, almost a direct quote. Not yeah, quite. Yeah, not but quite, you know, but like almost. even making out, True. you still, like yeah. when you make out, you still get to see the goodies, you know, so. Uh, yes, you do. What Especially do with teenagers. Make, what do you think making out is? Wow. Especially with the stuff has changed since I especially making out doesn't stop you from seeing them, but it doesn't actually include that. Whenever you like watch a TV show with two two teenagers TV shows are you watching? Like look, look, pretty little liars, they make out. What happens? They pull off their shirts. Yeah, but that doesn't have to be during uh, or even look at the fosters. (laughs) Whenever you make out, boom. Fosters home for imaginary pets had that that (laughs) one. <laughs> but oh, I'm, you know, Michelle, I mean, I mean, Michelle, and I yeah, they can take their, their shirts off, off but that's actually off. not part of making out. Yeah, that but can that's, be, it can be like, that's showing the, it, but that's I'm, not part I mean, of making like, out. <laughs> and then, like, once they take off the shirts, what happens? They start making out again, and then, yeah, and then so they, they stop and, before, and, and so, do. Hey, you just admitted they what? made out before they took the shirts off. So making out and taking shirts off are exclusively different pieces. Not really, because they're still doing it. Becca and Tim made okay. out and didn't take any clothes off whatsoever. Good job. I can't believe we're talking about this. this I this, know. This, this it's weird. Jeff, especially with Lord and Jonathan here, they're going after it. They're like, okay. 
<laughs> but anyway, yes, that does happen. He says, come on, whether she intended to show the goodies or not, it was making out. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing you can is remember Becca and her Tim and Nate became basically an item. And, and Tim, Tim and is Becca turned because right. he gets feelings for Becca because mm-hmm. she's a tough gal, I guess. She can stand yeah. up, but she beats down a couple of different kids, too. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she pretty much helps. He helps them one of the skate. best yeah. fighters, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and one she becomes one of the best fighters, and she becomes one of the smartest people, too. Uh-huh. And this wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't. Because the person that was supposed to be taken was Cassie. Cassie. Because she was the smart one, and I thought she would be the tough one because of her resolve and being when straight and narrow. Rebecca ends yeah. up beating the crap out of Cassie when she gets there. Yeah, because that's their first opponent in the ring. Yeah, and um, but well, in all reality, improves fairly quick too. And in, in, in all reality, all of that was well. I'm not going to get into that. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, no spoilers for the very end. Yeah, that reminds me. There's a bit in there that I gave away that needs to be erased out. Oh, I mentioned part of Strep's background that might give spoilers. Not sure or not. Mentioned that she went through a prison. So yeah, that might not need to be edited out. Uh, I don't know if that's really. Yeah. You got the two girls uh, get their boyfriends. Which uh-huh. is pretty fair. Right. This is a young adult book. Yeah. And so that's, you can kind of pretty much, you know, this is going to happen. Even in adult books, the lead characters usually get together. But in this case, it's twins. So they're going to give them both somebody to get together with. Right. Pretty much standard fare for most of your books that you're going but, to, especially young adults. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's, this book is kind of reminiscent of some of James Patterson's other works. For me, it's kind of reminiscent of Witch and Wizard because mm-hmm. some of the concepts are, kind of the same if not I mean they're not at all the same but some of them uh, are reminiscent well, you can't steal from yourself maybe so. <laughs> bits of the setting if you stretch it like the societies being yeah. dysfunctional and yeah. all messed up maybe yeah, bits of the setting if you really that. stretch it so true yeah um, that's and it even resembles like Logan was saying earlier without saying anything sounds like districts so right don't say anything but everybody knows what we're talking about and and that's pretty much fair. I mean, that's nope. just the genre that's, that's yeah, popular because right now. The it's like zombies. Other one did well. that too. Stuff. How you're talking about? There were four of them, I think. Yeah. Four is one of the books. Oh, what is Divergent. Yeah, Divergent. that one too. Yeah. But you have Divergent. You have Hunger Games. So yeah, so it is closer popular. to the Hunger Games one too, because there's that's no the and trading yeah. between districts. Yeah, that's true. Maze Runner. <laughs> Maze I mean, Runner. So uh, yeah, that's just a popular form of fiction right now. Yeah. Which and Wizard, like you said, is kind of similar to that, too, because it has so, the same type of feel. This is kind of like a dystopian type of story. For me, it was a kind of a dystopian yeah, kind much. of story. Pretty much, I would agree with that. I see that. Yeah. Though, it's a higher tech instead of after-apocalypse one. That's a bit different from the rest. Yeah, they never said that there was an apocalypse. They just said society was changed, and I, they never really said why, I don't think. No, they didn't. But, so, but like, yeah, they still have the technology involved. Like you were saying... And, you know, I think this is going to be more of a series. And, yeah. you know, Patterson is good. I mean, he doesn't... I mean, he does do, like, single novels and everything yeah, and standalone novels. It's, but I don't yeah. think this is going to be one of them. Just the way that he ended the book. Yeah. There's at least another book there. There's got to be. Or book shots, because he's well, been I'm, doing those, too. And, I mean, like... Was he the Well, I mean, I guess I, no. I can't say that for sure, because there was one of his books that I read, but I thought he would continue with a series, and he... He didn't. It was a standalone. So, and I mean, the way that he ended it was just was could have been like a, a series too. Mm-hmm. But sequel bait. Mm-hmm. It was a 
standalone. So, I mean, this could be a standalone. It could, but... Yeah, that's... <laughs> but, it, like, if it was a standalone, he left too many, you know, questions unanswered. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it could be, and it couldn't be. Yeah. I, uh, the way it ends, it, most of his young adult books are usually turned into series, from what I remember. But, yeah, some of the adult ones aren't always series but who knows i say more times than not it'll, it'll be a series especially when he has a co-author like this a lot of times he gives them a lot of free reign in developing a series and stuff to develop their writing style and he kind of helps them along and guides them which is kind of neat for him to do mm-hmm. he's introducing new authors into the mm-hmm. not world but literary world thank you there you go <laughs> so yes world it just has a. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a word for that but i can't remember it at the moment so no, uh, we're gonna go on qualifier that's it <laughs> Well, I think, don't know if we can go into a whole lot more without giving too much away. Mm, yeah, that's no, kind of getting mean, to the point where... Yeah, because you don't want more. to read this one with spoilers, really. Right, yeah. no, you don't. I mean, but we pretty much did, like, put in tons of spoilers. Yeah. Uh, we just not, well, kind of, but not the big spoilers. No. We didn't put in any of we the didn't do big any stuff or anything like that. We basically read them half the book almost, but... <laughs> that's kind of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that sometimes. But we're going to shift gears and go into our tweets. Sweet tweets. And we're going to start off with Lauren Lynn. She got back with us. She's been really being real great in putting us out there on Twitter saying you know, thanking us so much for doing the pre-pub podcast for her recalcitrant project novel. We are going to be doing that as a review as well, so look forward to that. Also, we have Tristan. This is one of our music individuals that have sent us some music, and we looked at her single, Sky Wide Open. She just wanted to shout out back to us. Thank you, Comic Pop. And we also got a single from Taste Like Chicken. That's the name of the band, Taste Like Chicken. And Lance Shirley, one of the members of the band, has I mean, you gotta love Taste Like Chicken. That's just a great name for a band. That's mm-hmm. cool, I think. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we looked at their song Bottle in My Hand, and he just wanted to send us a shout out saying, uh, We would like to thank Comic Pop Library for the great review on our new single. We really appreciate it, and have a great one. So, for all of those, for Lance, Lauren, and Tristan, thank you so much for getting back with us. And we enjoy everything that's sent our way. So, thank you all as well for doing that for us. For Crazy House by James Patterson with Gabriel Carbonet. I enjoyed this. The way they publish Patterson's books is you have a larger print and a lot of white space. So, they're fairly easy to read, fast paced. Short chapters. Yeah, short chapters. So, if you're familiar with Patterson, you know pretty much what you're going to get. If you're not familiar with Patterson for some reason, you're a younger person that's listening to this, give it a shot. I think you might enjoy it. It's a, they're fairly nice reads and fast reads. This is one that everybody's going to have in their library. If they don't, you can get it through interlibrary loan somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. James Patterson is pretty much a staple yeah. in libraries yeah. now. If there's not a library with James Patterson, I'd be shocked. <laughs> might not have all of his books, maybe. That's the only but, thing I can think yeah, of. But, but I mean, like, like you said, he's a staple. I mean, the only ones that might not is the really small libraries that might not have the budget to get everything 
but mm-hmm. even well, though I think even my little school, all of them. <laughs> my little high school library has <laughs> Jan Patterson books. True, and he has several books: uh, young adult, uh, junior level, adult. He mm-hmm. writes the whole gamut, so you can find this stuff one's adult way. definitely. But this one this I kind of throw into young adult is what I throw it <laughs> into since it's dealing with uh, upper level teenagers and. But I can see where you were coming with 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 some of the language that was. Yeah, there is some language. The violence yeah. in there. Is the well. violence in there. Is I don't remember that much language itself being in there, but yeah. there were some. I, there is a, always a little bit. I can easily envision that happening with the Cassie threatens to kill someone scene. So. <laughs> and she uh, might have cussed out Strap in the beginning. So there's some out, language. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't remember it, but I can definitely see it having happened. Uh, so this one, put it for your upper level high schoolers. Be fine. 16 and up. I think it'd be more than fine. So yeah, just have fun with this book. Enjoy it. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. That's going to pretty much do it for us this week. We've been having fun. Hope everybody's been having fun listening to us, especially about our making out session. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a new one, folks. But <laughs> we'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye now. Bye. See ya. I can see it all so clear. Please believe me, I really had something to say. But now it's bye bye to my thinking. Now that my thinking's gone, I got nothing to say. Determination. Just gotta keep on anticipating Cause it's only the moment that I don't wanna miss And what I'm trying to say, well I don't know But I thought it was important just a minute ago What I'm dying to say can't even be bought Cause I lost my ticket on the train of thought Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.